Nick, as a 19-year-old from Australia who moved to Europe, how did you get a trial at a then Dutch first division club? Are we just going to go straight into it, Hashir? Yeah, we are. We're just going to go into it? Yes, the we short, are. The short answer is a lot of freaking persistence. Persistence, man. A lot of rejections, a lot of people that didn't answer, a lot of people that didn't reply, but persistence. Just going after it and going, and that's really the short answer. But we can get right into it, right into the story. Yep, yep, we can. Let's do it. I want to hear it. This is, this is raw. All right, let's paint the story. Um, I was uh, I was 19 years old. I I'm Australian originally. Moved to uh, moved to Holland because that's where I felt like things were happening. Because I have like a British passport. Britain was in the in the European Union at the time, and uh, you know this was like you know football there. Um, yeah like Britain and the European Union, like it just gave a lot of opportunities to be able to, to do stuff and play. And um, I think from Australia, it was just going to be like a great opportunity and a great, um, great place to kind of like integrate myself. So I moved to Holland when I was about 18. Um, then I just turned 19. I was uh, going to start studying there. Um, but next to the studies, and actually really the priority was I wanted to try find a club to play at. Um, so, uh, at that time from about ages at, at age 16, if you guys know the story, like I decided I want to try to be a pro, um, even though I was like an amateur player, I didn't really like, I, I didn't, I never played for like a proper academy or anything. I was like that kind of Sunday league player. Um, but I picked up this self-help book called the magic of thinking big. If you guys know it, if you guys don't know it, go on, uh, go on Amazon, type in the magic of thinking big. And this book really like kind of expanded my mind um, to like what was possible in the universe and with your dreams and things like that. So picked up this book, read it, but really inspired, really motivated to like just think about what I really wanted to do with my life. And I thought, well, I love football. Never, never dreamed of ever kind of pursuing it higher, but I think I want to want to try go to the next level. I want to try see, hey, maybe I can become a pro. Um, and uh, I think that seemed really far-fetched at the time. Um, I was going to a school, like a, a private school, where out of the 60 people in my class, 59 went straight to university. Um, whereas I, I like took a gap year. I like kind of was focusing on the football. So I kind of, I kind of shows everything. It's kind of in this bubble. Uh, but I really want to go after this. So anyway, um, started training t uh, 20 hours a week because I read this book called Outliers. If you guys know about the 10,000 hour rule, um, training 20 hours a week for uh, for 20 hours a week for 10 years will get you to 10,000 hours of, of practice. And if you get to 10,000 hours, supposedly you can be world-class. Um, so I read about that, I started training really, really hard, um, rain, sunshine, snow, going to the fields with a bag of balls, with cones, and just literally did everything I could improve. I would watch and analyze matches um every day for hours i would uh watch movements of, of players to, to study and understand them and and learn how i could become more intelligent um i would yeah literally go i'll literally have team training and then right after team training i get home and then train in the garden and europe you know it's cold and wet 
So sometimes there'd be like snow on the ground after team training and it'll be like 5 p.m. and dark or 4 p.m. and dark. So I'd like buy a floodlight and like put it in the, the garden and there'll be snow, but I'd like clear the snow and like train in the garden. And then my parents or my mom would get angry because I'm kind of ruining the garden and the, the field. But look, I like, I literally did everything to improve. And anyway, um, 16, 17, 18 years old, I've been on this journey, training every year, every week, uh, 20 hours a week, just grinding, improving, and then comes the time to move uh, to Holland. And yeah, at this point, I've been uh, on a trial, on trial at a few different pro clubs. I've really made progress in my career. Uh, trained with the Australian national team. Actually, got offered a contract um, to play professionally in Hungary already by this time. So, like things were things were really happening at this time, and I was already really believed like if you put your mind to something if you work hard and you you put all this training and dedication in over a year over two over three years you can make so much progress so in my mind i was like i was ready for any opportunity um and uh it was about august time i just moved to holland i moved to amsterdam um to uh, all the dutch people watching but i just moved to amsterdam and I was like looking for a club. I was like, oh, maybe I can get some trials somewhere. So I literally went on, I think back then I went on LinkedIn and I went, I looked at all the Dutch clubs in the first three divisions and then literally got every contact detail I could find and like contacted them one by one. I went on LinkedIn. Um, if you guys don't know what LinkedIn is, it's like uh, like a professional like networking service. Just type in LinkedIn. Um, and I had my LinkedIn profile and I'd find like Dutch scout or Dutch coach or Dutch, whatever staff member or whatever team that was near Amsterdam. And I'd like contact them one by one and be like, Hey, I'm the conference from Australia. I've done X, Y, and Z. Here's my highlight video. Here's my CV. Like, Hey, can I get something? And I think, um, I, I would have contacted a hundred plus people individually. Um, and I had a pretty good package at the time. Like I had the highlight video, which was pretty good. Um, you can still find that highlight video on YouTube if you type my name. Really good highlight video that scouts and coaches really liked. Um, yeah, I, I've been training and preparing for any opportunity because I was just doing so much training. And then um, what happened was like I, I reached out to all these people and then a few weeks later, like no one was really replying. I don't know if you guys have ever done this before. You you reach out to like dozens of people, DM people, hundreds can be dozens of people, can even be five people, you just don't hear back. I literally emailed, typed in like hundreds, so um or over a hundred. So I didn't get anything back, but then one one guy replied, and his name was Eric. And Eric was a scout uh at FC Volendam. And um, FC Volendam at the time was a second division Dutch team um, with quite a, like a lengthy history. And um, he replied, and to my surprise, he said, hey, Nick, I've looked at your, your stuff. Looks really great. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to try and help you. And he said, um, pass me your number. And uh, yeah, if you're interested, I can talk to the coach of, of Volendam. I was like, okay, wow. You know, I was 18, just turned 19, I think at the time. So it was like, okay, wow, there could really be something here. 
and um, yeah, that's just how it all started. Um, Man, that's I love that so much. And the thing is, Nick, as well, 19, that's like an age where you have so many different things kind of being thrown at you in life. Um, I know growing up, at least in America, like up until age 18, like you have like a centerpiece, which is like school. Like you go K through 12 here, um, high school, middle school, whatever you want to call it, and UK primary school. But at age 19, where were you like mentally? Were you like, like uh, college is on the table, uni is on the table, like real like job is on, t- like, but I want to pursue football. Like, where were you mentally in terms of like weighing up? risk and reward because this is something a lot of people struggle with where they're like i want to play football but i also want this 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 and this um where were where was your mindset at at age 19 when you're i mean took a lot of initiative yeah it was um a crazy time and i think anyone that is kind of like has finished school or is going to finish school like you'll go through this but i was 18 or just turned 19 i like had enrolled literally a few weeks I think like it was like four weeks or six weeks before the um no hold on sorry it was like one week before I decided to move to Holland is when I like decided I was going there like decide one week I, I like decided I was going to Holland in the sometime in like July August and then I like literally flew there the next week so everything was happening really quickly um it was like the start of September that university was starting. So I, there were all these things going on with uh, like student uh, introduction week, which this is when there's like a lot of parties and a lot of socializing going on. Um, yeah, at the time I had like this, uh, this business stuff I, I was doing and I was doing like 20 hours a week of the football stuff. So there was a lot going on at the time, a lot to juggle. I just moved to a new country um but yeah like in my head number one was i really really want to pursue this football thing um so yeah i was like you know all these things are going on but as long as i manage my time as long as i prioritize like what's the most important to me um then we can we can do something here man i love that but it wasn't easy i want to i want to i want to get into nitty-gritty details now tell me this it's your, it's the night before, yeah? It's the night before the first day of your trial or when you're supposed to um, see the scout or coaches and all that, the night before. Because for so many people, like, this is what, this is why we train, like, for opportunities or chances like these to show what we can do and, like, hopefully, ideally, like, sign a contract and all those things. So the night before, what was going through your head? What was going through your head? Because... You put in so much time to prepare and then like the universe or god or whatever is has aligned everything with you and this team which the dutch second of it like that's pretty like that's pretty high up like what was going through your head the night before so what was going through my head at this stage was different from when i was like 16 or 12 or 11 or 10 like that kind of age because I used to get so nervous about this opportunity or like how I needed to perform, like, you know, what my, what the first impression was going to be my first touch, like, uh, 
I always get really, really anxious and really nervous about things. Um, I think by age 19, though, I'd gone on enough like trials, enough training with different um, pro teams and, and high level players that 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 nervousness is still there, that anxiousness is still there, but not at the level where, um, yeah, like it really, let's say cripple cripples you, you know? So I think maybe that's like a message to, to anyone that's gonna go on a tryout this summer or like preparing for a new team. It's like kind of like, if, if you're thinking in a way which is negative or critical of yourself before, um, going for, for your next opportunity, then you're likely to fail, honestly. Because you, because the head, like the way you visualize, like can't distinguish between whether it's a negative or positive like thing for you. So if you're thinking negative things, like in your head, you're performing negative things and then chances are you're gonna do negative things on the field. Um, where the, whereas if you're thinking positive things or you're just relaxed and just like, you turn that nervous nervous energy into excitement then you're going to have better feelings when you when you have opportunities like these. Um, so yeah, at that time, hash like it was like I was like you know half nervous, half more excited. Like, what's the stadium going to look like? What's how's the coach? How are the other players? Like, hey, let's have some fun. It's like I think that time was like a end of summer. Like it was good weather. I was like, oh, let's see how we go. You know what this reminds me of? It it. It reminds me of um, a lot of our uh, camps players. And I wonder, because I'm always wondering like what their emotions might be the night before, because some of them have never traveled to another country or some of them have never left their, uh, well, in America, I guess you could say, like their state or their region. Some of them have never left their country, uh, traveled abroad, whatever you want to call it. And then you get thrown into this environment right away where similarly like you have so much like like on your plate all of a sudden you have new coaches you have new teammates you have maybe new food um and you have to adapt so i think that can be very beneficial to them because yeah like it's it's two things like you're you're trying to you're trying to be your best like in terms of like ability you're trying to show what you have but you're also trying to to an extent, like taking the experience and all those things. So the whole you're you're someone more than others that I've seen that traveled a lot at a young age, and this is going to be deeper than football, right? But you had to you moved around and lived in different places, different schools, you know, making new friends, forced to make new friends. How did you get along with other teammates at this trial or other players? Did you? talk to them whether you just like mm -hmm. tunnel vision on what you had to do or how did that go i think it takes time to get it right like yeah i'd experienced like going to new schools like different cultures environments so for me to like <laughs> to walk in a dressing room where you don't speak the language so i'll get into this let me just get into this part okay like we'll, we'll get into the let's get let's get into like how the uh how it was like just walking in the dressing room. Ooh. But um but, but just for pretext, like so people understand. I've 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 like gone to lots of different new schools, like different cultures. I've like lived in areas where I didn't speak the language. And I used to be intimidated by that, like, oh, 
Like I'm the only one here that doesn't speak Hungarian or the only one here that doesn't speak Dutch. Like, what do these people think of me? Um, like I feel left out. Um, you can definitely get these feelings. Even when I, I, I was in England, I mean, obviously I speak English, but when I went to was it South London, I think it was South London, Southwest London to go to um, this, this other trial with Wimbledon that I, that I had, it was also different culture. Like I walk in the dressing room and there'd be like wild, it's like 16, 17. And you just had like a lot of like London kids, like wild London kids. Like they're like wild animals. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to explain it. It's like a top boy, but like a football <laughs> top boy version, like in the dressing room. But like, it's just different. I was from Australia. Yeah. Like it's not the beach. So anyway, my, my point is, um, my point is um, at, at this point, because at, at this point it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what people, doesn't matter what people think of you. It doesn't matter if people like in the first impression, you saying hi to everyone, they're like, who is this guy? It's, it's like, it's whatever. Like everyone's going to have an opinion. Everyone's going to judge you differently, but that doesn't matter. You're there for, for another purpose. And, and over time, people are going to warm to you anyway. So that was already in my head. Um, yeah. But, um, go on. Yeah, Mike. Should, what should I do? Should I just get back? Should I just go straight into the ball and the the getting to the stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it because uh, you've painted a picture in my head, and yeah. now I'm picturing Nick going into the stadium. Right. So, like the the scout that I was talking to ended up contacting the coach. The coach said, "Yeah, Nick can come in." Um, and at this point, I know that I have a one week trial, so I have one week to impress um obviously the first first actually maybe it wasn't even a one-week trial i think i came in for one day and then they were going to make a decision of whether it's extended or not so anyway i was like i took the train to volendam i rode the i walked to the stadium found that the, the stadium is where um the team trained as well it was like an artificial pitch um, and i walked to the stadium said said hello to the boys uh I don't think the scout was there on that day. He just said, go to this address and like everyone is going to be waiting for you. So like I walked in dressing room, got there early, of course. Um, yeah, got my kit given to me. It's obviously like a kit man that is working there. Um, and then I just started changing and um, met the, the other players. And yeah, I think they were surprised when they see I could not speak Dutch. Um, <laughs> But hey, I was there for the experience. Let's go. So yeah, put the kid on, uh, walked out in the field and uh, met the coach. Um, really nice guy, actually. And um, just what we what we started training. I, I had a, a decent first um, first training. We got into a training match at the end. So I guess this is where the this part can be valuable for players that are listening at the moment. Um, Overall, I, I had like a decent first training and um, we had like a, I remember like a 20 or 30 minute, like seven aside game at the end. And I think I was playing right defender, right fullback because they needed a right fullback. Yep. So I, I played this game. I was talking to the coach at the end of the, end of the um, training session. The coach went up to me and said, Nick, and he like had this piece of, he had this notebook in front of me and he said, Nick. Um, I've just seen you play all this time and it's clear you have good technique, um, like good physicality and stuff, but
But let me tell you something, Nick. Uh, out of the eight times you receive the ball on the right side as a fullback, seven times you played the ball back to the keeper. And he was like, there was one time you played it uh, up, but you played seven times back to the keeper. And it was like a small, like small-sided, you know, seven aside. Like, wasn't a lot of space, but doesn't matter. the The messaging was clear. He's saying you're playing too cagey, too defensively, and thus I couldn't really see what you could do. Mm. Um, so I thought, okay, guys, this is why I go to try. This is why you do trials and you test yourself at the higher levels, so you can really see how you do. So it's it's like. Um, he gave me that feedback, but he said, Nick, I've seen enough to like, now your trial is going to be one week. Okay. But he gave that feedback and he said, tomorrow, when you come, keep that in mind. Um, so I think I was thinking more about that moment hash than the night before the, the trial uh, actually began, because now this is a piece of feedback and actually, actually improve and work on. So anyway, he gave me this feedback. Um, and then throughout that week, I go, I go more training sessions. Um, I'd obviously play much more riskier, I'd take chances. I'd like try to show myself more. That one week actually went well. So then it extended to six weeks. So I have a six week trial now at a second division Dutch club. Um, and this was with young FC Volendam, which is, a, it's like the under 23s or the reserve reserves of Volendam. Um, so, you know, in my team were ex-Ajax players, Ajax Academy. You know, Ajax Academy is arguably the best academy in the world or one of the best. Yep. So these were my, like, teammates. Um, and here's me from Australia, never played, never played at an academy. And I'm forced to, like, learn very, very quickly. So every, every night or every, every time after training on the bus home, the train home, I'd, like, literally... Um, I literally in my notes on my phone, like type down what went well, what, what didn't go so well and where I can improve for the next training. So that's what kind of kept me going. Um, but yeah, that, that was a start. That's a one week trial that now turned into six. Man, it's one, like the thing that I keep thinking here is like, like you kind of like, got this out of thin air like uh if you didn't go on linkedin you would not have this trial or have this experience or get that feedback or know what to improve on at least from uh that coach and their perspectives like and like for everybody listening like i want to emphasize like you have to stack the odds in your favor however you can like networking is a big one i know nick one time you've made like a you made like some a document of like two hundred like emails or something or contacts of like secretaries and all this stuff. And it's like they, they have this saying, right? In America, like you're doing the most. And like like what choice do you have? You have to do the most if you don't grow up playing in academies or have loads of contacts. You have to do the most. And that's okay. It's not something like shameful or like no, it's okay. Yeah. And again, all you need is one. Exactly. And I think when you're 15, 16, 17, like all the 18, the odds are against you because now what's coming in the market, in the football player market, as well for these like Dutch teams, English teams, 
and it can be second, third, fourth, fifth division, sixth division, is you've got all these released academy players that you're now competing for a spot with, yet you don't have any experience or really good experience from your CV, yet here's like an Arsenal academy player, uh, Ajax academy player, um, you know, you, you have all this competition. So it's much harder if you're kind of a late bloomer like me or someone that was late to decide on this journey, you really, really have to get the needle in the haystack. And when you, once you do get the needle in the haystack, you have to grab it by the, the kahunas and just run yep. with it because you're not going to get many chances like that. Um, so if you, if you're a player watching that's in my, in is currently kind of relating to my story, cause you're in the same shoes. That's what you really got to think of. It's, you know, go 110% in with it. Um, And the big thing is, like, being open to feedback as well, because you could have probably been like, I think, I I actually think, I think when you said um, what you said about passing the ball back to the goalkeeper, I think you actually have, like, an elite mentality, because you could have been like, oh, like, maybe, like, it was just, like, super crowded like i couldn't do anything else what is this coach talking about or what it sounds like is you're like okay i need to go at least try to play forward more be more direct and try and that's what they want that's what they want from me i need to provide that and i feel like you went that route and it's such a it's such an interesting line in football nick because you have sometimes players and people um like in from other different backgrounds that might grow up thinking like they are the they're the shit and they're always right or they're arrogant or they're cocky and then when they get into an environment where (laughs) this guy is telling you like listen technique is good but you played back seven out of eight times not you i'm just saying in general like how will they respond because you've always been on top of the world in your own mind or in your own five-a-side game after school every day. So when you get in this environment, like you have to be open and you have to be able to adapt mentally. And I think that's something you did uh, really well. And yeah. yeah, Like going going back to the players that come to the Train Effective camp, for example, you might be the best in your, like out of your team, your school team, you might be the best. Like the top one out of the 20 players in your school team but then what happens after your school team, you got like the state, uh, the state team, which is only in your age group, by the way. So then you got to be the best in the state team. And then from the state team, you got, I mean, usually what happens is you got under 12s, under 13s, 14s, 15s, 16s, and then it goes like 16s to 18s and then 18s under 23s. So the, the, (laughs) it's not enough to be like the best, or the top 10, 15 year olds in your state. It's like now the next thing is you're competing with 16, 17 and 18 year olds. So you've always got these levels. And um, I think what sometimes overwhelms players that come to the camp or go to any sort of open tryout or or all these kind of things is that you might be really good in your like little uh, bubble. But once that bubble is expanded and now you've got a breadth, a breadth, a real wide breadth of, of players with a lot of different experience, 
um, then you can feel out of your comfort zone. And I think that's something to keep in mind. Like the sooner that you start testing yourself like a higher level, the more you can get that feedback and understanding of what you really need to work on. And so that's how I always treated these things. Like this trial with FC Volendam was, okay, like what are my strengths and weaknesses at this, at this level? Weakness, not playing risky enough, not being bold. Strength, um, you know, my shooting or speed. These things get reconfirmed as you go up the ladder. So, yeah, I, th I think that's why you always got to take the feedback on board and listen. Because um, if you have an ego, if you get too defensive and not open-minded, then you're just going to go back down that ladder and you'll never progress. So mm. you got to listen. It's, it's sometimes time. what a coach will say, you don't, even have, you don't even have to agree with it. But if you find that five coaches are saying the same thing and players then it's probably something you should listen to. Yeah. That is, I mean, because you see patterns. <laughs> like, yeah. you see patterns. Um, now, to kind of wrap up, um, three things, three things you would tell 19-year-old <laughs> Hashir, or 19-year-old anybody, three things for 19-year-old footballer who's either i don't know let's say going to train effective camp or going on trial this summer because it's july it's about to be preseason premier league teams are starting up preseason um this is around the time when these players get brought in three things pieces of advice for those trial players those camps players that you have yeah um well, I think the first point will link into how this trial wrapped up. Um, and I think everyone that is going on like a trial soon or a new team, whatever, is going to have this conversation. So, you know, at the end of the six weeks, actually, of Volendam, let's just wrap this up. Like I, I uh, did really well, actually. Every week improved, got better feedback, could find myself now being able to like, really find ways to score and like show my strengths and abilities. And I felt like every week was getting better. So by the end of the six weeks, you're, you're given, um, you're told to come, Hey, come, come to the coaches, uh, like the staff room, the manager's room. So I go there and I really, in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm going to get signed today. Like I've, especially the last training session I just had, I like did these three things, four things, took the ball of that player, scored this goal. There's, this is it. Um, and I went in that room and the coach and the assistant coach were there and they're like, what did they say again? They were like, yeah, Nick, the first team manager, the first team coach was saying to me, Nick, can Nick play in the first team? Because we really need to play for the first team. And at that time, I was not trialing for the first team. I was trialing for the reserves, right? Um, so in my head, I wasn't even ready for the, the first team, but that's what the coach is asking. And um, the answer was, the, the answer from the reserve team coach was like, mm, I'm not sure yet, need more time. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, I actually had the option of coming back in to keep training with the team um, and, and continuing in some matches. The next match was a FC Utrecht, I remember. But then I had like exams for college or for university. 
at this point, um, like midterm exams. And then I remember having to make the choice between doing the exams and then, or playing in a match, which was during the week. And, yep. uh, and then things got muddled. I like, and it was basically the end of trial. And, um, and then I ended up going to another team, but yeah, basically like sometimes there's never a black and white outcome. And sometimes these situations you really tested on your wheel as well. So now I was getting to a point where I was actually getting somewhere with the football stuff, but there was like college school we have to deal with. So what, what kind of choices are you going to make? Um, and, uh, anyway, that's for another, another time we can get into how you prioritize your, your choices. Um, three things though, hash is one, the persistence, you got to create your own chances, never give up. And then if you're getting hundreds, you got to contact hundreds of people. You've got to talk to hundreds of people before you get that needle in the haystack that replies and says, come on, um, it gives you that opportunity. So that number one is, is, is you always persist. You try, you never give up. Number two is take that feedback on board. Once you do get that opportunity, what are your strengths and weaknesses at that level? How can you make your strengths 11 out of 10 at that level and your weaknesses? How can you get them to the standard where they're at that standard you want to play at? Like, you know, you're passing at a, a professional level is a three out of 10 when it needs to be at least a five out of 10, you know, mm. you got to, you got to take those weaknesses to be able to at least play with them at a higher level. Um, and then number three, well, what do you think number three should be hash? I, I, I would say, I would say discipline because I think in this day and age, we do have to do those little things every day to ensure that we're progressing or how some people say nowadays successing um but progressing i like to say and making progress but we have so many distractions that easily distract us um so discipline and habits are so yeah. key and having discipline and habits I'm sure you've read atomic habits um for everybody anybody that hasn't read that book um but these habits, these day-to-day -day things like foam roller recovery, shout out train effective app, um, <laughs> like recovery, daily habits, like recording how your training went daily habits, like actually training daily habits, like, like staying hydrated. Cause you're training a lot and your body is like being used a lot, stuff like this. I would say discipline is really important. Um, just because if you're not disciplined, it's so easy in 2022 to get led astray from just your phone or your friends or whatever distractions there are. Yeah, th th that's why I just love the pro. I think that's number three is basically it's like love, love the discipline, like love the process. Because at the end of the day, whether you succeed at a trial or not, if you love the game and you love and believe in what you're doing, you're going to go to training the next day. You're going to continue to show up. You're going to continue to improve. And that's like 99% of the game. It's just showing up. You train, you try to get 1% better every day. And that multiplies over a year and two years and five um, until you eventually get to where you want to be. So, you know, that's just it. Just love it. Schedule. 
use the train effective app to schedule, do the workouts there. Um, cause that's all there for you. That's what's going to keep you on track with your discipline and motivation. So open it, schedule Take your next control. seven days, of, 30 days of training. Now, you know, the calendar is there. It's all in the train effective app guys. You like literally open the app it's for the podcast listeners. you got to open the app. You go to the tracker screen, you add your training and you can schedule it for the days that you want to schedule it. And then apps don't it's easier. Not, apps do that, but yeah, yeah. It's then it's easier to be disciplined, guys, because you have less to kind of. You don't have to put as much effort into scheduling because every day you see this is what I have to do today. Boom, bang, easy, and then you can obviously go train. And you can do that for up to a month in advance if you want. Um, I highly recommend it. I've been telling people recently like how. I've never, I think one of my shortcomings in life, actually, for a while, Nick, and I'm going to be fully honest here with everybody, one of my shortcomings in life has always been organization and scheduling things. Um, I used to always think, like, I can just, you know, do it as it comes and do it as it goes. Once you get really, really, like, lots of stuff thrown at you, like, then I feel like the universe is like, okay, no, you're going to be forced now to schedule things or else everything is going to suffer. Um, and that's kind of the point I got to. And now I schedule things and organize things. And it's, it's really important. And guys, I want you to do the same with your training. We always talk about on the podcast uh, when I do them solo here about the importance of training and training your weaknesses and building your strengths as high as you can. Um, but a big key in that is making that process easy for you. Like that's why I have, that's why we have the scheduler on the app. That's why we have you schedule the workouts. So when Thursday night, you had lots of schoolwork and you're tired on Friday, you wake up, you don't have to put more energy into picking what you need to train. It's already there. It's already good. So definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, exactly right. 100%. Nick, thank you so much for coming on, bro. It's always a pleasure, and you always drop uh, what they call golden nuggets the whole I'm here episode. If you guys want to follow, I'm at Nick Humph on uh, Insta. All the links below. Yeah, N I C K H U M P H for the podcast listeners. Um, you got Hashir to here too. Hashir Khan at at Hashirkan, H-A-S-H-I-R-C-A-N. Guys, in the Spotify description, there's also the link for our TikTok, which if you want just more golden nuggets, you can follow the TikTok and the Instagram. Handles are there. And until next time, as we always say, stay effective. Stay effective. Let's go.